Did you check the weather forecast this morning? Never mind putting your head out of the window. Did you just touch a computer button or trust the multi-computers of the radio forecasts? They do it differently in East Africa, where technology is beyond the reach so far of many people. They have their traditional methods, as Nicola Kelly found, with one tribe in Ethiopia, and a strong stomach is required. As you get older, more lines appear on your face, Sanu explains, adjusting the traditional coronet worn by the village elder. It's the same with animals' intestines. Perched on a rickety bench, Sanu leans over as a lifeless young goat is carried in and placed at his feet. Local tribesmen huddle together, watching silently as their leader begins to extract the animal's entrails. Then they shuffle to get closer, pointing, nodding and murmuring as the village elder delivers his instructions. At 60, Sanu is one of the oldest and most respected Usa Lalani, or reader of intestines, among the Berena people of southern Ethiopia. For this tribe, analysing the organs of a young male goat is considered the most reliable method for predicting the onset of disease, famine and war. The United Nations Development Agency recently found that over 90% of the Berena tribe are illiterate. Most have very limited access to radio and television news and little information from outside their local community. They rely entirely on traditional forecasters like Sanu to determine how best to manage their crops and livestock. But with the onset of the worst famine for over 30 years and more than 10 million people across Ethiopia currently in urgent need of food aid, Development agencies now question how reliable this indigenous knowledge really is. They're seeking instead to integrate modern methods of weather forecasting with the traditional approach, and that's a source of great concern for forecasters like Sanu. In the lead-up to the famine of 1984, there were several periods of drought that crept up, one after the other, he explains. The Berena people knew the famine would come. Many people moved away to find richer pasture or towards Kenya, but the people who stayed suffered very badly because they didn't trust our indigenous traditions. Leaving Sanu and his tribe to enjoy the last of their goat stew, we make our way through the arid savannah, skirting around camels languidly making their way home. The fiery red sun sets and the stars begin to twinkle, guiding us off-road. We bump along a dirt track towards the home of Dalacha Dabasa, an astrologer known throughout Ethiopia for his accurate readings of the stars. We find Dalacha ambling outside his straw hut, gazing skyward. He invites me to join him on his evening stroll and, gesturing towards the blanket of stars overhead, he explains to me how he acquired his expertise. Every evening as a boy, my father would take a chair from the house and sit with me under the night sky. He told me about the different constellations and the way they move from east to west. As he brews a nightcap of potent black coffee infused with cardamom, Delatcher tells me he's heard rumours that changes are afoot. He has noticed aid workers are now more frequent visitors to this part of Ethiopia. They are providing training and advice. But Delatcher and the village elders are suspicious of their intentions. 
The basis for scientific weather forecasts is the same as ours. Only our methods have lasted for generations, he says defiantly, patting his hands on his knees to emphasise each point. If the person is knowledgeable like my father was, reading the stars is the most consistent way of knowing what the future will bring. It's what we've always done. The next day at first light, we hike through the Rift Valley to meet Doyle Hooker, a farmer who also looks to nature to predict the coming of the rains. As we climb high up through coffee plantations and fields of wild strawberries, Doyle points out changes in the leaves and branches that show the seasons are turning. He describes how animal behaviour can provide local communities with vital indicators for future events. When the dry season ends, animals huddle closely together at night and refuse to move from their positions in the morning. That shows us that the rains will come soon, he declares proudly. Like Sanu and Delacha, Doyle trusts wholeheartedly in the Berenas' traditions. They help us to prepare our crops and our livestock to make the most of the rains when they come. Without this information, I wouldn't be able to support my family, he says, gesturing towards his hut. So would integrating the ancestral methods with scientific information be helpful, I ask? We don't want our traditional practices to be abandoned. We want to modernise them, he explains. To avoid famine, we must learn how to use this new information. But we must never forget what our fathers taught us. Nicola Kelly